There's no rush, but I think you have to trade Brian Burns. Yeah. You have to trade him for, for this reason. For the same reason I've been giving for everything in Panther Kingdom, Panther Town, Panther City, Panther State. Nation. Nation. Panther Nation. Panther Globe. Universe? Anyway, for all of Panther everything, you have to think about Bryce Young. You have to think about Bryce Young. You have to think about what's best for Bryce Young. And guess what? You don't have unlimited chances to make it happen. Right? You can't – it's not like, oh, if Frank Reich doesn't work out, we'll bring in another guy. And if he doesn't work out, bring in another coach. And if they don't work out, we'll bring in another coach. And You only have a certain amount of shots. You're already changing play callers six weeks into his career. So what you have to do is take the resources at your disposal and get it right this time. <laughs> and guess what? You don't have a first-round pick to get it right with, so you better go get one. Enter Brian Burns. I, I'm a fan of Brian Burns. All offseason, I was saying sign Brian Burns. But since you haven't, you have to trade him. And here's why. You don't have a lot of pieces that are going to bring back a first-round pick. Right? So, so you're going to have to move one of or maybe the only piece you have that would bring back a first-round pick plus enter Brian Burns. The Pat McAfee Show, ESPN, did quite a bit of uh, discussing the Carolina Panthers, and part of it was McAfee worrying about the constant change in Bryce's professional life. He's going to be on his third play caller probably by next year. Exactly. And it's like he's going to get put into this cycle that a lot of quarterbacks have where it's like, all right, here we go, new play caller. Yep. Uh, that didn't work. New play caller. Mm-hmm. Bam, bam. We hope that doesn't happen, obviously. But it has happened in the past, and it has ruined careers, I think. This is, uh, real quickly here, strange bit of breaking news. Quickly, not a big deal. But it's I, th- I think you know if you're if you're dry- walking to the uh, water cooler anytime soon, the Philadelphia Eagles are agreeing on a one-year deal with a very interesting free agent, Julio Jones, to the Eagles. Do you think it's because he's he's he can squat a lot, strong? They'll put him back there for the tush push. They just need another body. They just need someone else. Uh, interesting. I just thought that was fascinating. Just came across. Adam Schefter tweeted out two minutes ago. Uh, so Julio Jones to the Eagles. Back to the Panthers. If that's not the if that's not a Panthers season in a microcosm, <laughs> anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, if Brian Burns is available, which he should be, right? I just explained, uh, he's really the only thing the Panthers have to get back into the first round, and they desperately need to get back into the first round to bring back uh, somebody that can help Bryce Young. For all of the the you know pressures and quarterback hurries Brian Burns can can pick up, that's not going to directly impact Bryce Young, and that's what everything has to be about. So if Bryce or, or sorry Brian Burns. I almost mixed them. If Bryce Burns, it, how about that? Bryce Young and Brian Burns height and weight. Now we're talking. Uh, if Brian Burns is available in a trade, not Bryce Burns. If Brian Burns were available, which he should be, Brian Burns is the best available player at an impact position for the stretch run. 
Also, I'll throw this out there. If you're, lo- if you're a contender looking to add a team, edge rusher is the easiest position to integrate. Right, You could bring in a wide receiver, but then you have to build chemistry with the quarterback. Julio Jones and the Eagles. That's going to have to be chemistry built between Jalen Hurts and Julio Jones. Uh, you could bring in a corner, but a corner and a safety have to be attached on a string. Right, If, if the corner is like, oh, I thought when they were on this route I had safety help, and the safety's like, no, 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 that's when you have back half, uh, that's a touchdown. An edge rusher in most instances, see ball, get ball, Right? <laughs> Go get the quarterback. Got it. See the guy that, that gets the ball? Yep. Tackle him. Deal. There were times in a, in a game where, like, you know, I played quarterback. The running back would look to me and be like, hey, what do I have? Sometimes it would be like a four or five step process. All right. Well, you got to read to the, you know, the back backer. And if he comes, you pick up him. If not, you check to the outside backer. And if he comes, if not, you're out into the, the, the flat. And it's very complicated. I would love to be a defensive tackle when the edge rusher looks at me. Hey, what do I have? Uh, stay outside, get the quarterback. Deal. Thanks, man. Don't know how I forgot that. But Brian Burns could airdrop into just about any other team in the NFL this year and with minimal, you know, catching up, minimal playbook study, could be trusted to be out there in crucial moments. And what teams would trust him in those crucial moments? Uh, Desperate teams. How many teams out there do you think has someone, coach, GM, somebody in power, president of football operations who is feeling the heat of if we don't make the playoffs my job is on the line any given year there's seven coaches feeling that there's there's seven gms some of them on the same team some of them not feeling that pressure that's desperation if you're the panthers your opponent's desperation is your opportunity Brian Burns being maybe the most attractive edge rusher available during, you know, the b- before the trade deadline means you, ready for this, Panthers, have power. You have leverage. You can be choosy. You can be picky. You can be a bully. What? A first and a second is where I start the bidding. A first-round pick and a second-round pick is where I start the bidding. If you're not going to offer at least that, I mean, it was nice to talk to you, but you can hang up now. Because everything has to be about Bryce. Everything. And as you hear from his offensive coordinator and new play caller here, he's continuing to grow. Yeah, I think everybody always has an opportunity to continue to make strides, myself included. Um, But I think the most growth for me is his comfort level with our offense, the operation, and just his command overall. I think it's a great feeling to be able to kind of find your voice and find your rhythm. And I think... Last week was by far and away um, the best he's been. That's, that's going to be the floor for who he is, which is exciting to kind of be around and see. And I think uh, his demeanor on game day, his energy on game day was awesome. He even gave a fiery halftime speech to the group, which I thought was spot on for who he should be, who we need him to be. And so just continue to try to find ways to put him in the best spot to be successful. Gave a fiery halftime speech. You know what we should point out? The offense did not score a point in the second half. <laughs> Great speech, Bryce. True. <laughs> really got him fired up, didn't you? Woo. I don't. I, I don't. I don't blame the speech for that. I, I mostly blame the Dolphins for that. But uh, but but it's just funny to to reference that. I was like a great leader. Gives a great halftime speech. Lost by thirty in the second half. <laughs> um. Here's the deal: if you can take Brian Burns and trust your ability not to lose value, 
and you can use him as uh, a trading chip to bring back somebody that will make Bryce more comfortable. You just heard all of the, the, the developing, and he's getting more comfortable, and he needs to trust. All right, I think he would trust the offense a lot more if you had a legitimate number one wide receiver. I think he would trust the offense a bunch more if you had a more fit, formidable uh, offensive line in front of him. If you can take the value of Brian Burns and put that on offense, you have to do it. And if you're a GM, you have to – Scott Fitterer, I'm talking to you – you have to trust yourself to do it. I don't know if many of the fans will trust you to do it, but you have to trust yourself to do it. I don't know who said it first, but it's a legendary quote, scared money don't make money. You could just say, oh, we have Brian Burns. Oh, we're going to, we're going to, uh, you know, franchise tag him. There's nowhere. He's not leaving. Why would we let a good player go? You could do that. It's safe. Or you could say, I trust my ability to take one of our biggest assets, turn it into more value in a position that we need more, in a position that will benefit Bryce more. Again, I like Brian Burns. Trade him. And if I liked more pieces on your team, I'd probably be saying trade most of those too. Uh, I might say trade the pieces I don't like if you can pull it off. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory group the news of yesterday was frank reich was giving up play calling and that was the news i i like how i you heard the applause that was that's what yesterday was i was from dennis cox the news yesterday was frank reich was giving up play calling the news from this point forward is thomas brown is taking over play calling right it, it thomas brown is more and he has to be more, and he better be more than just not Frank Reich. Because I think some were so frustrated with the way the offense was called over the first month of the season that they started just uh, being all in on anybody but Frank Reich. Right? They, they could have named somebody from the stands, and they would have said, good, we've been screaming and run the ball the whole time. Like, it, it, it would have worked out, right? One of my buddy's dads at our high school games would just stand at the top and go, run the darn ball every play. It's like, oh, you want to call plays? <laughs> Here's dive. That's all you need to know. Uh, Thomas Brown is not only taking over Frank Reich, he's also expected to solve a bunch of problems that have nothing to do with the play calling, and he's also auditioning. I'll tell you what he's auditioning for in a second, but first, here's Thomas Brown in his own words on what he wants to work on with the offense. I continue to build upon what we've built so far, just being able to clean up some of those mistakes we've made before in the past. We've obviously uh, came out last game with the first opportunity to have no turnovers, no penalties, which is uh, a huge deal, but should be our standard operating procedure. But then also to continue to try to find ways to put our guys in the best spot to have success. Uh, again, I've been, I've been a part of... This offense from the very beginning, I didn't just get here. So I think uh, what we've been kind of talking about and, and installing has kind of been um, one of my roles and responsibilities is not having an opportunity to um, call the players on game day, but also have more of an imprint when it comes to the day-to-day -day operations. 
I'm not sure if right now is when everyone wants to hear how involved you were with the offense before now. They want different. They want change. They want new. Thomas Brown continued on when he knew that being a play caller was possible. My interview process, I always mentioned at some point, wasn't exactly sure when it would happen, but uh, had in his mind to be able to turn over to somebody at some point. And uh, I will say the previous weeks has kind of been a, a buildup of, you know, kind of give me more and more opportunities throughout practice to be able to, you know, even though it's scripted, but to call it more, to have more involvement in that regard. Uh, but it's always been in his mind. It's you know, just waiting for the opportunities. Here's the thing. He's not Frank Reich. He's not Matt Rule. And that is enough for some fans. But he's taken over an offense with the same issues it had when Frank Reich was, was, was the play caller. Right, The offensive line, you know, if you call a different play, isn't necessarily going to block better. The wide receivers, if you call an in-route instead of an out-route, aren't necessarily going to get a ton more separation uh, against the secondary. The running backs aren't going to run through more tackles. He needs to simply emphasize the strengths of what they do, and that's, that's part of acknowledging that maybe Frank Reich didn't understand the strengths of what some of the guys on the team did. Weren't, well, he wasn't maximizing. So who is Thomas Brown? He's a former sixth-round pick running back. Comes from the Rams where he worked under Sean McVay. People get excited about that. Sean McVay is obviously a very good offensive mind. If there's a concern, he was a running backs and a tight ends coach. That's what he was with the Rams. There's, there's a much, much more common path to being a really, really good play caller through being a wide receivers coach or a quarterbacks coach. The running backs coaches and the tight ends coaches that became super successful offensive coordinators and play callers, it's basically Eric Bieniemy and... Mm -hmm. So you, the, the passing game is where I'm going to be judging him the harshest. The other thing is this. This is what he's auditioning for. I've, I've been saying it from the very, very beginning. And we saw it this past weekend uh, kind of just absolutely smacked in front of our face. I think the Panthers need to follow the Dolphins' blueprint, where year one with your, your top pick quarterback, being Bryce Young or Tua, you are mostly gathering information, right? You are learning what does this player like? What does this player need? What, what style of receivers work best with his skill set? What style of play calling works best with his skill set? You do all of that. You're just gathering it. You're like a sponge. You're soaking it up. And then over the next couple of years, it's about using that information to assemble the perfect supporting cast. Does he throw better with speed guys that get a large amount of separation? Does he get throw better to, to big receivers that can win jump balls in 50-50s? Right? Basically, next offseason, when, when Mike Evans is looking for a new team, do you want Mike Evans? He's 6'5". He wins jump balls. Or do you want somebody with, with reckless amounts of speed? Right? There, there are different wide receivers to bring in. Like every every Panthers fan right now acknowledges they need more play playmaking at wide receiver. Need more separation, need to get open. They need more it can't be Adam yes. Thielen and the funky bunch. The funky bunch needs to be their own stars. <laughs> so which wide receivers are you going after? Six four? Runs a 4-5 or 5-10, runs a 
Which ones are you going after? That's what this season is all about learning, like the Dolphins learned. But guess what else the Dolphins did? They found Mike McDaniel, who is a quirky individual, by far the best guy to have a, a, a mic'd up video of. He says things like LOL out loud, not ironically. Sometimes when he's talking into the headset of Tua Tungo-Vailoa, he'll just go, George is way better than Alabama, right? Then the microphone will cut off. Yeah. He's a quirky guy, but he is a wildly innovative play caller that works perfectly with Tua Tungo-Vailoa's skill set. Thomas Brown is auditioning as the play caller for the rest of the year to be Bryce Young's Mike McDaniel, just like Tua Tungo-Vailoa found his actual Mike McDaniel. That's what he's auditioning for. It might be the second most important position on in the franchise right now is whoever's designing the offense that Bryce Young will develop within. And if you figure out that he is the guy for Bryce, you better pay him so he doesn't go somewhere else. You pay him, and if, if he gets a head coaching job, you consider moving on from Frank Reich to keep Thomas Brown. Yeah. And, and it's happened in the past. Uh, an example I can use that I, I know for sure is, uh, and it didn't necessarily work out, but I'm just saying this thought process exists. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Jameis Winston. They liked the way he developed early in his career. The head coach, I believe, was Lovey Smith, offensive coordinator Dirk Cutter. They fired Lovey Smith and promoted Dirk Cutter from offensive coordinator to head coach because they went, wait a second, we want to move on from the head guy, but we like the way our young quarterback is developing, so let's just go ahead and make Cutter the head coach, and, and that way Jameis has the same voice in his ear. Now, again, didn't work out. Turns out Cutter and Jameis were not the modern-day Breeze and Peyton, but that type of thinking happens. If Thomas Brown is the play caller that unlocks Bryce Young, you do everything you can to attach them at the hip and never let them leave. Never let them leave. That's what he's auditioning to be right now. Right? I I talk about it all the time. You 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 ask um everyone asks, like how does Chad Henney get his job? How does uh uh what is it uh, uh Daniel, uh Chase Daniel, how does he yeah. get his job? How do these guys end up backup quarterbacks forever? Well, I'll tell you what really helps if if the starters like, "No, I like him." Yeah. Right? Uh, oh, you're going to move on from him? Why? That's my guy. I like him. He's good in the room. You want to you get the best job security in the world if you're Thomas Brown? Have, have Bryce Young improve once you start calling plays, and then this offseason have Bryce go, no, I like that guy. That's what he's auditioning for, and that's who he is.